Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 227 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, a small smattering of news. New cloud gaming handheld, question mark. What could that be? We may have talked about it before. Find out later. EA and Koei Tecmo premiere new game. PlayStation Stars is going live. Is that like PlayStation Home? Find out later. We'll discuss. Uh, Google finally pulls the plug on what? Gmail? It's about time. So we are getting a Silent Hill game. Another question mark. <laughs> Let's go with that. So we are getting a Silent Hill game. Yeah. That's our says yes. And we have your October PlayStation Plus titles and your Xbox Lames with Gold, even though they're not 360 Lames with Gold anymore. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Yes. What's up? <laughs> was it ever, was it, were we, we were never debating that you were not Brant McKee. I don't know what the, it was a very resounding agreeance. I don't know, man. We we saw, the reason why Brant was on the hill last night, he was playing football for Stanford, so. He was, the McKees, yeah. he's the quarterback. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's why he's never playing Halo ever since college football season started and he's been gone, so makes sense. He flies Brent. to California place for the Stanford trees. Brent, this is a very specific deep Cesar lore, lore. that you're that you're getting roped in. He is the lore master. Stanford Stanford trees is there they're the cardinal, but they look at trees the cardinal. And then we're playing Halo and I'm looking over to the side. I'm watching this game because it's the only game on this late. And uh we're playing they're playing Oregon. And so we're playing Halo, and I'm glancing over, I'm like, where the hell's Brand at? And uh, Cesar apparently has a game pulled up too. He's like, I don't know, he's a quarterback of Stanford. Look over there, and it, it says the quarterback <laughs> stats on the bottom, and it's like, T. McKee, uh, five of seven, <laughs> three hundred twenty yards. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, it's Brand. Brand is a quarterback for the trees. Stanford you just trees. Tell us. Moonlight is a quarterback. Podcaster by day, quarterback <laughs> by late night, by by, by Halo night. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to fly back night. home for Sunday for podcasting. <laughs> I gotta get. I can't do. I can't watch uh, film, guys. I gotta get back. That's what the haircut's for, so yeah. hair can fit under the helmet on game day. And he's nursing all the bruises. I mean, I know. I know if he's like a clean cut and shave, we know he joined the Yankees. So <laughs> that's a very also a very specific career move going from football. <laughs> Who's that? That's our resident uh, lore master and page master, Cesar Concepcion II. Hello. You didn't agree wholeheartedly like yes. Brand did? Yes. It's me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm Cesar. Correct. All right, let's get into this news. New cloud gaming handheld. Oh, God, it immediately pulled up to the Stadia article. I don't think that's what we oh, were God. after. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you would alluded have been the news to this for like two years ago. We 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 had talked about it a couple weeks ago. They hadn't announced. Uh, Logitech was doing a uh, cloud gaming device, and this is yeah. the final like full show of the hardware. And uh, it's three hundred and fifty dollars. So it's three fifty. It's Android powered. It'll natively run Google Play Store, Xbox Cloud Gaming, and NVIDIA's GeForce Now. Uh, Twelve hours or more of battery life. I think you could pre-order for two ninety nine, and then they briefly on their website had it for two forty nine, which makes it more enticing, but still not quite. Like if you heard people's impressions going to the event, they were kind of up in the air. And the price was a big thing from it, but it's yeah. a it's an LCD IPS screen, so it's not. It's not up to snuff with uh, Switch OLED or uh, even the Steam Deck, I believe. I saw some comparisons, too, where it was like, this is not quite there. 
this article comes from Tom Warren at not Windows Central at The Verge. Um, it's the Logitech. Is it just called the Logitech G? A Logitech G cloud gaming handheld. Sounds like a Logitech product when they just throw a G in there. It does, right? Yeah, has to. Yeah. It's the Logitech G. You know that? That's their uh, that's their microphone line. That's what they make. Mm-hmm. Those are their mics. Cameras, all that bullshit. <laughs> uh, the Logitech G button works much like the Jewel on an Xbox controller, bringing up a submenu to allow you to pause or quit games. The home button will simply take you back to Logitech's launcher. Logitech launcher. <laughs> Take me to the Logitech launcher. That's all we need is another launcher. And, yeah, I know. People gaming. be bitching. Oh, my God. Why do we have to have a Logitech launcher? Like, no, no, no. That's not what we mean. It's just a button. It's fine. Why it's can't we just load, load a Steam launcher on this thing? <laughs> so bitch about. Um, there are also two bumper buttons, two trigger buttons, much like modern controllers. Logitech's handheld also includes haptics, a gyroscope, and remappable controls. So Brant can fulfill his destiny of playing with tilt controls. And you know what's coming. Inside, Logitech is using a Qualcomm Snapdragon 720G processor, which is an octa-core CPU running at 2.3 gigahertz, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, and a single USB-C 3.1 port, which should charge the 6,000 milliamp hour battery in around 2.5 hours. What is that 6,000 milliamp battery? What does that compare to? Is there anything on the market that's... Because I know there's Steam Deck competitors, but everybody's coming way in on the battery. Nobody can touch the Steam Deck battery. Com- converted to, uh, was it gigawatts? And then I'll figure it out. 1.21? Yeah, it's it's nowhere near 1.21. Is it more than 1.21 or is it less than 1.21? Very, very much less. Mm, yeah, I don't think a clock tower would uh, transfer power to this. Logitech <laughs> up, G Cloud. Yeah. I need to play Halo Infinite streaming. Plug me to the, the clock, clock tower. tower. Yeah. <laughs> I like this lore. Does that start go on? How do we make it work? <laughs> I don't know, because they can't connect to the Azure servers in that time period. Time period, so it's wasted time. So. Who's the president then? Future boy? <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> the actor? The actor. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go through the bit. Sorry, people. Uh, it's what we do. We had to get through it. Uh, Logitech has worked with Microsoft and NVIDIA to integrate Xbox Cloud Gaming and NVIDIA's GeForce Now service. Um, there was another like Steam Deck competitor thing that I saw. None of them have the PlayStation Remote Play baked in. Is that just licensing? How does that usually work? Does anyone know? Outside of the Vita? No, I haven't seen anything about that. Because I, when I look at these handhelds, yeah. I'm like, okay, what all does it support streaming-wise? Like, the GeForce thing I know is a big deal. We know that the um, Xbox Cloud Gaming, since it doesn't seem Microsoft's going to make its own console, portable, hybrid, whatever, you know, not necessarily a Switch thing, but some sort of streaming apparatus, you know, they're, it seems like they're pushing it onto these platforms. I guess what I'm when I'm leaning towards, I read an article where people were talking about the Vita coming back, like a Vita type successor. There's just a great screen, online connectivity, remote play. It's like a dedicated remote play device and how much people would be down for that type of Sony device, which I think that would sell three of them on this podcast pretty quick. But if it plays Vita games and yes. Yeah, pretty much. That's us. What does it do? It plays UMBs. I can just Go stick on. my backbone in my Android, my Android, my Apple phone. So I'd be okay with another UMD machine. I'll never happen. Yeah. 
the Verge notes Being that you'll constantly need to be near Wi-Fi signal. The early adopter price is $299.99, but the actual pricing is $349, which the Verge notes is between the Switch's price of $299 and the Steam Deck. <laughs> I'm glad we compared these two because these <laughs> Steam Deck are at the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both to uh, three totally different platforms, but sure, let's just go ahead and throw that in there. I mean, the Logitech thing is not for me, but I mean, that seems unfair to Logitech to compare it to those two. So I mean, the specs are not great, and the storage is not amazing, and the RAM, I don't know. This is like a $150 device? Like, I might gamble at this at 150 no, I'll jump at 100 or less. 100 or less for these specs? Yeah. I'll jump a hundred or less. I mean, hundred dollars. I don't think it's that bad of an investment. So, I'm not. Mm, mm. I can buy a used Vita for like one fifty. I'd rather. I don't know. Hundred dollars less. You got a remote play. Yeah. And you're you're able to use your Steam Deck for Game Pass streaming, right? Yeah. Unofficially. And I, and I can remote play it in my PS5 with my Steam Deck. So yeah. There you go. You've got yeah. that device. It does look comfortable. The, I read good things about the actual hardware and people. Holding it, interacting with it, that sort of thing. So it, it it looks neat. I'll, you know what? I'll buy it when Brand buys it. If Brand calls my bluff and throws three forty nine, then I'm out three forty nine. So damn, I'm with you. Hundred or less sounds really. Good. <laughs> Brand's like, I'm gonna fuck you over. Three forty nine. I'm day one. I'm per, I'm purchasing it right now, buddy. I do one fifty. <laughs> I like Logitech stuff, and I it's, think I. Do I play enough stream streaming? Dude, it's gonna be hitting this for me. Dude, it's yeah. gonna be hundred bucks quick. I, I gotta get. Yeah, it's gonna be hundred dollars quick. Black yeah. Friday sale. Black yeah. Friday that, fire that sale. That was one of those things when the tweet came out and showed me <laughs> that I was like, at three fifty, no. And like immediately, I scrolled down and looked at the responses, and somebody immediately said, "Nah, not for three fifty. No. No, that's. For for it to be, there's no native like what? Can you download anything natively on it on, it? on that GeForce or anything? Can you? Is there any sort of native playback okay. of? I'm gonna download a game and take this, and it's on this thing. You always have to stream to it, correct? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. That's yeah, a. That's a Windows laptop. Can none of us get a Windows laptop for less than that, and get all those things and PlayStation Remote Play? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough sell, but it's. It's the whole form factor, and uh, isn't Tencent making a machine like this? And there's another, there's more Steam Deck competitors of sorts that are trying to make these sort of things. Oh, there's, there's a I mean, competitors out there, GPD and the Odin. Um, the Odin uh, looks nice. I've seen some Odin stuff. It looks Odins good. Are, don't seem that bad. Nope. <laughs> Brand's like, I've looked at a bunch of videos on that Odin. <laughs> The Odin Pro. Yeah. That's the one I think they told everybody just to go ahead and purchase this stuff. Uh, Pal Kitty. And there, there's there's all sorts of different of those machines coming out of China. Those are different toys, Brent. No. Pal. Pal Kitty. I think it's Pal Kitty. <laughs> the Pro? Are you going for the Pro model? Oh, yeah. Gotta go Pro. With the haptic <laughs> feedback? Go Pro or go home. Oh. All right, somebody tell me about Wild Hearts, which is launching February 17th, 2023 for PS5, Xbox, and PC, according to Gamatsu. Uh, this is... Uh, what was and it? poor Sour Mono. 
EA and uh, Koei Tecmo's uh, collaboration. Uh, and like you said, it is coming out for all of the current-gen hardware, PS5, seri- uh, Xbox Series, PC via Steam, Epic Game Store, and Origin, uh, February 17th, 2023, uh, for $70. Um, this is... Oh, it's only... Yeah, it's only current-gen. That's important. Yeah. This is a hunting style game i guess it's kind of their answer to like monster hunter um play takes place in uh, azuma a fantasy landscape inspired by feudal japan um and i watched some gameplay of this it did look pretty bad it did look it, the, it did look the, bad the screenshots look interesting it looks it, it would be worth a try, I would think. I don't know if I'm jumping at se- at seventy on this either. I'll wait for a sale or um, Game Pass or something. But uh, so these last few these last few Warriors games have not been mega popular. Do you think this is time for them to pivot to a different IP and kind of let Dynasty Warriors chill out for a little while? Koei Tecmo is doing a lot. They're they're branching out right now. Well, Brian, like you said, if you look at the the comments, this, this is like the third game. It's like what the first two were. It's uh, two, two Keaton, two Oh yeah, yeah. Two Keaton, cried it. Two Keaton. What was that on? Uh, that was on. It was a Vita game, and then it was part oh, of a Vita game. Yeah. Uh, two Keaton. Uh, uh, players will be able to journey through Azuma as a lone wolf or a, a pack hunt with up to two friends. Hey, there, there you guys are. So we can all get this and pack hunt. Apparently. This is the next Babylon's Hall. Uh, games co-op and cross-play features across all platforms. Uh, players can expand, expand their battle plan and, and go on special missions while pack hunting. Uh, join other hunters in the world to take on uh, kimono and other oh, on their own. I'm guessing that's Kimono are these different monsters. The Kimono range from plant-infused squirrels to the massive King Tusk wild boar. <laughs> plant-infused <laughs> plant plant squirrels. squirrels. Like Sounds like an exotic dish. Uh, like that, just some giant bearded man living in the land. Here's my plant-infused squirrel. I just hear a casserole. Giant enemy crabs. Plant-infused <laughs> squirrels. Brought to you by the power of the PlayStation 3. Yeah, it looks interesting. Does look good. Go check out the trailer. It's a new IP, which is... It feels like so many things are just derivative these days. It's fun to get something new and exciting. Yeah. All right, next up. Brant's added news. Uh, this... No, this next up is PlayStation 3. <laughs> Not the All Stars that Brant wanted. Mine are out of order. I, I really wish it was PlayStation All Stars, but um, uh, I can do this one. This one's uh, Gimatsu from Sour yeah, It's already Mata. out in Japan. Yep, PlayStation All Stars too. It came out in Japan and Asia September 29th, uh, October 5th, in three days. Uh, three days in America. Uh, October 13th in Europe and Australia. Full experience is accessible through the PlayStation app, and the console support's coming later, so it's coming through that first. Uh, mm-hmm. blue, blue, blue. We're going to go down there. We did the launch. It's coming up. 
So what do I need to join PlayStation Stars? It's just a little a bit they did on the blog. Uh, PlayStation Stars is free to join. You'll need only to have an adult account for PlayStation Network, accept programs, terms of service, yada, yada, benefits. That's a PlayStation. While you will earn certain benefits for being a PlayStation Plus member, PlayStation Plus membership is not required to join Stars. Uh, it's going to be fully accessible through the app on iOS and Android. You can also join PlayStation Stars via PlayStation.com. They have plans to expand to console devices in the future. So I'm just I'm just reading the part in the fact where they say uh, they are they are not one of a kind, nor does it leverage blockchain technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they clear they had to reclarify again that this is not an NFT because like whatever you you get is your you cannot part with. Right. Which is Cannot part of the these. NFT thing. Yeah. But you can display it in a virtual display case for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. That's different. That's kind of like there's, trophies. There's, there was something weird I heard about all the different tiers of PlayStation Stars, and there was something in one of the tiers about how, um, uh, since it's out in Asia now, they were finding that. I guess one of the perks to being one of these higher tiers and PlayStation stars was getting better customer service. So they were, that's weird. Uh, the, the words is priority, priority yeah. customer service, priority yeah. customer service, which is bullshit, but it's not surprising. Cause you know, there's other companies like Best Buy who does it under their bullshit rewards programs as well. So it's true. Like you get extended return offers on certain days, and if you pay two hundred dollars, you get total tech, and you get more priority on this bullshit and longer returns, and it's, it sucks, man. It's just the first time this has kind of hit the the gaming world type thing. So. The thing is, you just think because I that retail background, I'm like, yeah, somebody who spends the most with you that that return policy and all that is pretty much wide open, right? You mm-hmm. just you're working with the customer at that point on on whatever they want. But I could see someone who is maybe new to this ecosystem or a grandmother has bought it for someone and they're trying to set it up and they're having issues and they're not, I'm not saying they're going to be at the bottom of the list, but it automatically they're disqualified from if that, if that's the way that they separate out these service agreements that for some reason that would put them behind anyone else would, would be unfortunate. I mean, it's it's a, it's a bad, I mean, it's a bad look on Sony if that's the case. So it would be. Yeah, it truly would be. Which, I mean, I don't know, man. They they've done this mistake even with the PAL games on the the classics in Asia. So hopefully they'll clean it up when they roll it out to other regions. So yeah, stars. But, but yeah, so uh, going through uh, the program is going to have a like their monthly check in campaign. Supplies requires you to play any game to receive rewards. So I think based off the games you buy, the trophies and unlock, it gives you rewards that you can use to. Purchase those digital um, collectibles and loyalty points. I think the most important thing that I think I got out of this is that, that uh, I don't really give a fuck about the digital collectibles. That's just me. Uh, I mean, that looks neat. Some people do enjoy them. I think far. that's I think that's none of us out of the three of us here. But it, you could use that to get points to get purchases off of your PlayStation purchases on the store, which is what Nintendo does with their Go points. So similar to that. Yeah. So I do like I do benefit so. from the gold points because I forget and then I buy something digital. It's like you're going to get three dollars and fifty cents off of this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's good. I think I'll utilize that more. It's similar to when I had my Sony rewards app because I think I was buying a whole bunch of shit on PlayStation Network and I had like enough rewards in the Sony rewards app from what I was buying on the PlayStation store to get like a free game a year or some shit like that. That's what it was. So that a- that adds up. Yeah. It's not significant yeah. per purchase, but over the course of being in that library and that ecosystem, which is how these things should work where they reward that consumer that's in that ecosystem. So right now, um, they said there are rare digital collectibles. 
Sure. As uh, Brant has mentioned, you can put those in a neato showcase, trophy case, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, any of the rewards and how you can redeem points is all done through the PlayStation app uh, rewards catalog on there. So every, right now, everything's done through the PlayStation app. So like I said, they're, they're rolling it out. We're going to see how it is. I mean, this only really tend to, tends to benefit people who play a lot of games. A lot of different games probably are going to ones are going to get the biggest benefit up front. So um, buy a lot of games, play a lot of games type of situation. So that's my guess. I don't know. We'll see as it goes. So I don't you'll know. have to let us know when you find someone who uh, buys a lot of games and plays a lot of games and then we can see how it yeah. impacts. Them. Yes. Let's go. You, you know what? Email us right into us. Let us know. We got you know who won't be playing a lot of games? <laughs> Jim Ryan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stadia players. Oh. I don't know. This got dark, man. A lot of things happened. When we had Coolio. We had Stadia. I mean, I, was, I don't know where we're going. So. <laughs> Living in a Google uh, paradise. I was like, damn it, Brent. Not like this, man. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Is there anything you need to say to Stadia? Not like this. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Stadia lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. That's all I did. And I, before we get into this, my most stable streaming platform out of anything outside of playing Destiny on Vita near the airport seven years ago, eight years ago, uh, Stadia has been my most like, stable streaming platform of any experiences. <laughs> so that tech, that tech works, whether the platform and the subscription and the support and whatever else, you know, we're going to get into that. The tech works and it works well after the initial setup, which was shoehorned onto a Chromecast. And but anyways, it never fulfilled the the gameplay where you watch somebody on YouTube and start off right where they left off. Nope. Which was awesome and was a very cool feature. Because I could have just followed uh, Brent McKee on YouTube and just let him be games for me. And I just jump in right when I get the credits and like finally be Tomb Raider. I actually talked to, I don't know if you're referring to that conversation, but I was talking to Dylan Cuthbert, the Star Fox creator. Ooh. He feels like that was the major um, thing that it it lost, lost out, out on. And I mentioned That's, saying, like, that was the that was the thing that sold me. Is like, you saw somebody playing Tomb Raider, and then they dropped straight out of the game into the YouTube video and vice versa. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. something you can't play anywhere else. Nothing else does this. This is awesome. This is such a cool thing about this, and it never, it never came to fruition. We never got that feature. Anyways, so Brent, you want to finish the fight, or I can finish the fight for you. <laughs> so it won't take much. This is a short article. Yeah, January eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. That is the. I'm sorry. I'm putting it on my calendar right now. That is the official shutdown date for Google Stadia. Oh no! How long uh, do I got all... PUBG? All hardware purchases pay, uh, made through the Google Store, uh, all games, add-ons, contents, purchases uh, made through Stadia will be refunded by mid-January. I uh, think from what I read, they're gonna they're gonna refund me mine, twenty or forty bucks or whatever it was I got with the free. You got it from them directly, right? Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I it's whatever you got I, from them directly. I think I got it for free. I don't think I paid anything, or I had to pay for like a month of the pro. That might be what it is. I had to pay for like a month or two of that pro subscription, the $10 thing. That might be what got me. 
Uh, I'm also noting as Brant goes through the article that Phil Harrison killed another game console. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Phil Harrison. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. Did he? Did he kill a PlayStation at all? No, not a PlayStation. It was a what is it? Xbox One. He went to after that. Yeah. He, he killed Dreamcast, it. right? No, that was uh, Peter Moore. Peter, Peter Moore is the Dreamcast yeah, killer. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Brian, continue. I mean, they talk about the fact that it's, uh, it gained traction, but it, I guess, you know, it technically never gained popularity. Um, but they just like talk this about, podcast. Yeah. They did talk about the underlining technology, uh, that powered Stadia had been proven, to, uh, uh, at scale in, uh, transcending gaming. Uh, they see the opportunities to uh, use this across the other parts of Google, like YouTube, Google Play, um, AR. Um, and aren't they going to basically like shop that around? I thought that I heard that. Yeah, yeah they're pretty much. Um, I think we talked about that almost a year ago. Like, like they were going to scale back first party development and they were going to be trying to license out that technology to see who they could get to grab hold of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. They killed the first party studios and game companies, you know, so I think it was the nail in the coffin. Sony went in there and bought up a good bit of them, right? Like when they went independent again. (laughs) So, uh, I looked up Phil Harrison. The other platform he killed was Gaikai. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Gaikai. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. He yeah. didn't really kill him. He handed him off essentially. But I then was he was an agent for Sony. Yeah, he was with Microsoft Interactive Entertainment from March 2012 to April 2015. So like, not great Microsoft era. Coming off a high, but didn't really guide them into the next stage, as it were. <laughs> and also Infogrames. He left Sony and went to Infogrames. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's Google, man. It's 50% Phil's fault. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, he's just the, he's just the bad Phil, man. It just happens. Spencer's the better one. He's the bad Phil. <laughs> the bad I mean, we've we've all used Google products that got uh, the rug pulled out from underneath Gosh. them between Hangouts and add stadia to the list but there's a web i think it's a website you can go to like googlegraveyard.com or something mm-hmm. you can scroll through all the things they've killed they've got like a gravestone for each product that the alphabet company has pulled the rug on again this is this is badass tech whoever whoever wants to end up with this and can actually support it is gonna get some badass shit so a little update to this uh ubisoft bungie and io confirm stadia salvage plans they do plan to transfer um player accounts uh from google stadia titles following the uh, announcement of its closure so i I think they said they are going to migrate them to like pc i believe that was the main plan yeah ubisoft ubisoft store that's Uh, good that's good they're doing right by their fan bases mm mm-hmm I believe I saw there were more people playing Destiny 2 on uh, Stadia than Halo Infinite on Steam at one point, <laughs> very recently. Yeah, Bungie said they they were short sighted on this one because there's a lot of people playing on Stadia, surprisingly. And it uh, actually played the first. That's I'm sorry, that's another one of my Stadia experiences. I played uh, Destiny 2. I played like the intro part of Destiny 2 on Stadia, and it was flawless. And I was immediately in there. No updates, no patches. It just launched the game, and I was playing. So. That was another good experience. Mm-hmm. 
I like that tech, man. I, who would y'all like to see get that? Who would? Is Nintendo the only one without a major like cloud streaming leveraged? So, uh, some people, some people were saying Sony. So, with alongside Gaikai, like both of those technologies. I mean, they had signed that letter of intent to use Azure with Microsoft, but that was just an investigative one. But somebody had said that they decided not to go that route, and they didn't have anything set now. So I wouldn't be surprised. Who powers? Do you guys know who streams the Nintendo Switch uh, cloud version, like all the Resident Evil games and everything? Do you all know who powers that, where that's streaming from? Is that some Amazon server farm in Las Vegas or something? I don't know. I would, I would love to I, see I don't know really to take comment a on it. So. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's probably left up to the to whoever is the developer for that game. Mm-hmm. That way when it shuts down, then they, the developer can get all the blame. Maybe a new Switch, but I, I think they would leave. I don't know, because Nintendo seems to be leaning more into that cloud stuff. And I know Net- Reggie's not associated with Nintendo at all. I'm not tying the two together. But Reggie on his book tour was all about like, there should be no platforms. People should just stream console games to their phone. And he's like all against the blue ocean of the Wii and everything. He's like, no, Reggie, uh, <laughs> shut your mouth. That's not yeah. That's not I what anyone Reggie, wants. It's like, yeah, Reggie, no, stop. <laughs> that's not. You're, you're, you're swinging and missing on this one. You're far away from what people are actually wanting and asking for because uh, it's been proven time and time again so far. And the infrastructure's not there. Um, so Stadia, what'd y'all say? Google will shut down Stadia January 18th, 2023. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they're already lining up. So they've got what three yeah. months to line up their refund process and everything. So that's, those will come down the pipeline before long. Silent Hill, the short message. What is this? Rated in Korea from Sao Romano Gamatsu. Uh, the game rating administration committee of Korea has rated the unannounced Silent Hill, the short. <coughs> it's a good, uh, it's a good, good organization name. right <laughs> What do you mean? The GRAC of Korea, Cesar? GRAC approved? It's like Peggy 18. GRAC Korea. Uh, The publisher is listed as UNIANA, which regularly publishes Konami games in Korea. Konami's free-to-play soccer game, eFootball 2023, (laughs) published by UNIANA, their last masterpiece, was also included in today's batch of Korea. Last or current masterpiece? (laughs) The new Silent Hill rating is probably related to a string of leaks that have occurred over the past few months, says Sal Romano. Don't trust him. He's not verified on Twitter. <laughs> but his uh, his organization is. His Gamatsu organization is, but not Sal Romano. Uh, I don't know. We're, they, we're teasing, I'm, sure, I'm sure Twitter looked at it. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa we don't know if you, it's you or the baseball player. So not yeah. verified. Yankees pitcher. Yep. We don't know if this is the guy. Could love uh, pitching. Could love video games. Mm-hmm. Can't have both. Pick one. Uh, pick one. Pick one job, overachiever. I'm almost tired of the, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm almost, look, just show us something. Just yeah. somebody come out and do do something and just say, even if you say, <laughs> right, Cesar? Even if you just say, like, You're, okay, you're that guy with the stick on the picture. Do something. <laughs> yes, do something. Poking it. <laughs> you don't have to show me alpha stuff. You don't have to show me development things. You don't have to show me a trailer. You don't have to show me a I mean, roadmap. It's pretty much been fucking confirmed everywhere. I mean, Bloober yeah. team's like, hey, we're but working on not. a franchise. It is, but it's not. Just it, just say it. Just come out like, and say it. it. It's you put it's like you connect the fucking dots. You put two together, you draw the line, man. It's like fucking Bloober team's like, oh, we are working with Konami with the established franchise. That's all I can give you, you know. Yeah. Even though all we've made is horror-based games. So 
Metal Gear Solid Horror. I don't know, you know. And for the past like what? Horror. For the past eight years, people have been like, "Fuck Konami," and now we're getting Castlevania uh, collections. We're getting Turtles collections. We're getting uh, Suikoden, <laughs> Suikoden games. It's like, okay, that, that, this, that's a wild. This one. lines up. Never in my lifetime I thought that would happen. Yeah. Right. Then maybe if that does well, we get the PS2 ones. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like Ooh. they're looking at these catalogs. Oh, I get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you never but know. Yeah, usually something gets announced on these rating boards overseas. We get it within a couple of weeks or so. It, there's right. an announcement that drops. So. I mean, well, what was that rumor? We you didn't put it in news, and I apologize. I'm bringing it up, but Brand, you You're saw good. where they they made an announcement for that Horizon remake. And then somebody was in there like yeah. they know about two other games. Uh, what was it? Hell Divers. That was also from Sony. And there's another Sony game, so they're thinking there's going to be a showcase coming up in this October. Yeah. So who knows? And might this Silent Hill thing could be on their their PlayStation showcase thing. So yeah, I know it's just a rumor, but people are corroborating that Horizon Zero Dawn remaster. Oh no, it's, it's happening. Yeah, everybody is because like they all been chiming in there like it's happening. Like they said, Nibble's right. And this guy's right. He hit it on the mark. Nobody was ever. They were afraid wow. to report it, but it's happening. Yeah. But it's like I think he said that one, Hell Divers, and there was another one that he was leaking out, and there somebody was like, I think there was like I think there's gonna be a PlayStation showcase this month. Oh wait, the Final Fantasy 16 trailer in October. They're thinking there's gonna be a showcase this month, and it's gonna be all that stuff. Or um, other ocean could it get us uh, medieval two? Medieval one apparently did pretty well. Or medieval two. Or Brand could just wait a couple more months and they'll remake Returnal. <laughs> yeah, they release it on PC finally because we keep getting leaks about that. Oh, it's a pretty good joke. <laughs> oh God! Next summer, look forward to God of War Ragnarok remastered. <laughs> <laughs> Returnal, re- returning again. I know. Out of out of all of the out of all the games that we keep remastering, it's like we we really didn't need Last of Us on the PS5. Mm. I mean, technically, we had it on PS4. I get it. They're doing the push with the show and everything. It's the yeah. same thing with Horizon. There's a but Horizon, Horizon? Next year. Yeah, like Horizon is crazy to me because we just got like a PS5 full oh, version, gosh. basically, yeah. of that. Then we. The first game, Zero Dawn, the one they're remaking, had a PS5 patch. It got a 60 yeah. frames per second. And turn I was off playing it. I was playing it this year. And and turn off the the uh, the different modes. It just puts it on the highest settings. You know what I mean? It does on the PS5. So, I, and it, it felt like it felt like I was playing a PlayStation 5 game. I was like, there's nothing. It had the tension and the it, controllers and everything. I was like, at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, somebody had said on Twitter, all they're doing is this is this bullshit synergy thing because the show's coming out next year on Amazon Prime. So it's like. It's whatever show's coming out. Yeah. That means we're getting a Twisted Metal at some point. That's all that matters. Because yeah. there's a Twisted Metal show coming. So, Hopefully it's good. What will that be? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised Brandon's not out here lobbying with, uh, like, I don't know, Voodoo or somebody out there. Like, play, make a PlayStation All-Star TV show. That way can oh. get a PlayStation All-Stars game. So I'm like, like whatever streamer out there, Pluto, uh IPTV, that's the free thing you can download Peacock. off any other store, you know. That small streamer, Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's doing Twisted Metal, yeah. Like, hey, you know what'll work? PlayStation All-Stars. It'll be great. <laughs> the one that shows us all the soccer games on Saturday and Sunday mornings. <laughs> and Psych. Thank you. Thank you, streamer, Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us PlayStation All-Stars, too. So, did, y- did y'all ever watch that video I sent you on that whole uh, weird thing with Warner Brothers? 
I don't remember, I don't remember that one. That. Is that the reverse flash again? No, this I sent y'all a video that um so I'm gonna digress a little bit. I won't spend too much time because I want to spend all day on it. So like what's happening in the game industry is very similar to what's happening previously in the movie industry. This was like maybe yeah. a week back ago. Mm-hmm. So you had this bit where Disney went in and they bought Marvel. They bought Lucasfilms and then they merged with Fox. When they merged, they bought Fox and and, and they already had ABC and ESPN yeah. and everybody else. And it's kind of similar to what Microsoft's doing. It wasn't a big deal. The government allowed it because there was a lot of movie studios now. But there's been a lot of consolidation in the movie market now. Uh, for within the last couple of years, there's not many movie studios left. So Discovery had bought Warner Brothers, and it turns out that somebody had leaked out that like Hollywood Life or something like that leaked out like they're not keeping Warner Brothers. They're that's why they're canceling all the shows and skinning it down. They're going to their plan is to sell it to Universal uh, and, and have them take in that library, take DC Comics, take everything. That was that's their plan. And they can't yeah, do it till 2024 because that's when the deal is going to be completed with Discovery. But Discovery's not keeping it. They're trying to make a quick buck off. Of it. So they're worried about the regulations because by then there's uh, Amazon bought MGM. There are Lionsgate's looking to sell. Paramount's looking to sell right now, too. So a lot of there's going to be more consolidation in the movie industry. So now uh, they're saying that the deal won't go through, but now they're making that argument that like, hey, we got to compete with Disney. You let these guys buy everybody they fucking want. So right. for us to compete, we need to buy Warner Brothers. So like technically that deal shouldn't pass through because it's getting to the door was open for them. Yeah. Why can't, why can't we do the same? So like that's a, like kind of what's happening in the game industry because you have like now you have Microsoft buying a lot. Tencent's coming buying a lot. There's not going to be much left in the next couple of years. And it's going to be this point where like. Whoever's buying up now and is getting big now is going to be king because they can do it now. So, but that was a whole that was a whole bit on there because they were they were talking about that they may not keep yeah. Warner. That's why I sent it to you guys because they I, talked about they yeah, may not keep I remember Warner that Brothers now. Yeah, yeah. I've been hearing that a lot of places. So they were like they might not keep Warner Brother the game studios of Warner Brothers because they're like, well, they said the only thing they want to keep is probably uh, Mortal Kombat. That's that, that's probably the only thing they want to keep from that game studio as a IP to market it. Is this back to like a couple of years ago when we were talking about they they might make Batman available like they wouldn't like Rocksteady and all them? Um, I think they're they're talking about they might do the exact same Disney's doing with games right now where they just buy up all these IPs and license them out, uh, not make them internally. So they they will sell off Warner Brothers Studios, NetherRealm, get rid of all that. Uh, Rocksteady. They're just getting out all together and just you know give it to the highest bidder who wants to make those games, kind of like what Disney's doing. It's, if you watch that video, it's pretty interesting because they, they're like they said it's, it's very similar because you know Universal Studios has their own theme parks. They have a lockdown on, on uh, Harry Potter, like on their streaming service for Peacock yeah. it's until 2024. They have the yeah. Harry Potter ride, so that's why a lot of this would go well for them to buy Warner Brothers because then they would own really own the Harry Potter license. They they went down the list who they would own. They would, they would own Jurassic Park, Fast and the Furious, Harry Potter, anything from the Warner Brothers like DC Comics. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that that one studio will control IP wise at the end of it. So send me that again. I wouldn't mind watching that. I, yeah. It's only like a 20 I... minute video. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. broke it out that, that that's what's happening. That's why they were canceling all these shows on HBO max and not renewing everything. They were, they're yeah. licensing out their, their own shows instead of doing on HBO max is cause they're trying to make a quick buck. So, yeah. All right. Let's wrap up with your PlayStation plus and games lames with gold titles. Uh, some good ones for PlayStation, I would believe. Uh, we have Hot Wheels Unleashed, which Cesar and I spent a decent amount of time in over the past, what, two months or so? And I spent a decent amount of money in as well. Brad, did you ever try this one out? No, I downloaded the freaking demo and I never downloaded it. The two it hour now. thing? It's, yeah. You're good now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have like 15 minutes left of my two hour thing. <laughs> so it's like that comes out pretty good. Brand's out here we never, we never got the physical one, so it's like, 
Oh. You blipped on us, Richard. I missed it. My bad. Yeah, you yeah. you were you were doing the John Cena thing. Wi-Fi. Like you can't see me, <laughs> but I can I can see you do this. God bless Wi-Fi. That's all. It's a uh, blip so far. So <laughs> I think uh, I'll, I'll count myself lucky. Speaking uh, Hot of Wheels. Warner Brothers. Oh, yep. There we go. Is that a prelude to something else? You think, guys? Brant, you think is the new uh, one of these coming? Oh, uh, I don't know. The Injustice games are pretty popular, so yeah, I would, I would assume they'd do something else. What the heck was that? What the heck is that? Is it here with me? Like I'm lit up, but I'm always lit up. Oh my god, it's like we're in a trash compactor. <laughs> that is, of course, Injustice 2 for PlayStation 4, and we're also getting super hot for PlayStation 4, but not the not VR, VR one, right? Just the regular? Yeah. Yeah. Important to note. That would be nice if it was, you know, PS4 slash VR title, but they haven't given us VR titles in a very long time. I mean, they're not backwards compatible with VR 2, so it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, don't uh, rub it in, sir. Still trying to process that, but uh, Cesar, you gave me faith in when you said that there was insider notes that were saying a lot of these games were going to be ported yeah. or upscale, you know, some sort of some sort of way to still play these on next generation. It's a is a VR guy with a very good track record. He leaked out everything that yeah. Sony's done so far. It's been very accurate. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm 100 certain it's probably true. Um, I'm assuming Sony's not saying anything because they don't want to break promises again. Like you said this, yeah. So it. I guess they're just going to let the developers speak for themselves about what they're pouring over and how much it's going to cost, if it's going to be free or that's going to be paid or whatever. So. Right. We still don't know. I think it's important because we still don't know a lot about this device and this platform. And you don't want to muddy that up already when you're on, you know, you're trying to build up, let's say launches step 10. We're probably on what, five or six. We're getting closer and closer and closer. We don't have price. We don't have dates. So those are important things. You don't want to muddy it up with a fact of. Okay, if I pop in my disc, it's it's backwards compatible with an upgrade, but I have to pop in a disc and then I'll download the, you know, they don't want to have to go through that muddy bit. It'll be nice to have price, date, uh, and then they, they're able to say something along the lines of your PlayStation 4 disc. If you pop it in, you'll be able to download the PSVR 2 version of that title or some, you know, something along those lines where it's not where it's not weird on the in-between launch. Because these all these launches have a cadence. They're all... Except for uh, we'll do a call back to Stadia. Remember when Stadia did that booth when they announced it and they had like the Dreamcast and they had E.T. and the Power Glove. <laughs> they had these exhibits set up of these failed things. <laughs> only and only for, one of those things was successfully in a movie. Successfully in a movie. Successfully in a movie. I don't know. E.T. was a great movie, and uh, The Wizard was the <laughs> The Dreamcast was the only thing not in the movie. <laughs> I leave that to your imagination, sir. You figure that out. So. Oh, but uh, even Frank Cifaldi, because uh, his company helped set up that exhibit, and I think he's actually auctioning off those same exhibits now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's it's pretty funny. I actually offered on Twitter to trade him my Stadia for his, uh, my rare Stadia for his uh et and power glove and dreamcast exhibits <laughs> sure i'll take those this is much this is the much rarer platform thank you Stadia. Thank tell you. me throwing you'll tell me you'll throw them in the visible copy of the uu oh god 
I saw Ouya at Target, man, when they were on clearance, and I never got it, and I'm kicking myself ever since. I know we have this conversation all the time, so I keep bringing it up because you always go back to it. I do. I do. I literally, I can see it sitting on the bottom shelf. It's 50 bucks, and I'm like, it's going to go lower than that. I can get it. (laughs) I saw it. I could see it. I could see it sit on the bottom of the shelf. You know how they got those specific, like, racks at Target with the holes in them? Like, it's a specific type of retail rack that Target has. Oh, and so I looked at the, it and I was like, the, nah, I don't that know one person behind you is like that dumb motherfucker and went in there and bought it. No, it sat there for <laughs> it sat there for longer than that last time I looked, but it never went less than that. And then I never saw one again. I was like, fuck me. I missed out on the ooyah. All right. Are those all your games? Hot Wheels Unleashed for PS4 and PS5, Un- Injustice 2 for PS4, and of course PS5. And Super Hot for PS4 and of course PS5 as well. Uh, I think we're going to get an update on the classic titles coming up, right? Like, we don't have the Sly Coopers and all that yet. That's that's still no, incoming. They, they, they're already, they dropped. Oh, the Slides yeah. are out? Mm-hmm. Okay. They dropped the 15th or something like that. Because the classics drop at the at the middle of the month. So they're okay, so we're, soon. But. We're going to get those later. We're going to get those probably in the next week's show or the, no, not next week's show, the week after show. Yeah. Who knows, days. man? They've been phoning those in, so who knows? Yeah. The part just, it'll be, I mean, I can tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be. Some version of Toy Story that hasn't been released yet. A uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> and um, what's the Aladdin sequel? 2, Revenge of Jafar. Yeah, that one. And then maybe Siphon Filter 3 or a hey. sequel to a game that's already been established on there, like Wild Arms 2 or some shit like that. I don't know, man. It's going to be nothing new. It's going to be like, all right, let's release sequel to something that's already out there. So already, I answered your question. That's your PlayStation Classics for the middle of the month. So. There they are. It's already filled us in. Prove me wrong. Do not listen in two weeks. Cesar's already answered this. All right, now for your lames with gold. From October 1st through 31st, you'll get inbound. And from October 16th through November 15th, 15th, you'll get Bomber Crew Deluxe Edition. A $44.98 value and 2,000 uh, gamer score is what Microsoft says. According to I'm that. glad that we're doing um, this is how many achievements you get from these games. This has to go. This program needs to be just taken out and destroyed. (laughs) What, taken out back in the old yellow? Yes. Yeah. In the barn. Just shotgun in the face? They are so insulting, it's like, buy Game Pass. Every month, it's like, buy Game Pass. These suck. Buy Game Pass. I mean, you see at the bottom right, it says Game Pass Ultimate. It's going to take over the Xbox Live with Gold soon, so. These are bad titles. All right, let's get a games played. Drum roll, please. I've been playing uh, mostly live service games, uh, Halo and Splatoon Trace with both of you guys. We'll touch on that in a second. Uh, my only other single player experience is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Uh, friend of the show, Jeremy, decided, I'm going to get one of the Pokemons. He wants to get Scarlet and Violet. And I'm like, there's other ones for Switch. We don't have to wait for the $60 ones. If you want to get one of the other ones, let's just try it and see what we see if we actually trade and uh, talk about it and that kind of thing. Cause that's what we've talked about doing before is like the Pokemon experience, right? Where one gets one copy and one gets the other copy. Uh, Cesar, you and I did this with what black and white or moon and sun or something. Red, red leaf and green. Oh no, God. Yeah. Fire, even yeah. further back. We got into the GBA ones. Remember? I was yes. like, well, this. Even further back. Yeah. Uh, so and then he, I, was I played through like the <laughs> next DS ones and i waited in the trading room by myself. I was like, this bitch will never join me. <laughs> <laughs> so I found Amazon had Pearl for like $36 and I think that's the lowest I've seen it outside of a Gamefly sale. So I sent it to him and he orders it. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to play Diamond now. Um, that's a good, that's a solid Pokemon yeah, game. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Yeah, it's how, how much was your copy of Diamond? Then they mistakenly sent you Diamond instead of uh, Battlefield. Yes. How much you uh, end up paying for Diamond? Uh, five ninety nine for Pokemon. <laughs> I forgot about that. When you mentioned that the other night, I was like, "Wait, what is he talking about?" Nice. They sent me. I had it in my cart. I did not buy it. They sent me Pokemon Diamond instead of Battlefield. I did not call them to correct the error, and I, just I would not. Bought, I bought Battlefield at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it follows the same formula. Like this is a Pokemon game. Pick a starter. Uh, the the professor's not right there in your face, like right off the rip. There's kind of a, a little bit of an interlude before you get your starter Pokemon. And then you're sent to the next town. So I'm like, okay, I know this formula from playing Red in 1998 or whenever it was. And um, the gym leader's not at the gym. He's like in this mine. So I got to go down in this mine. I don't have my first gym thing yet. But I've caught everything I've been looking for. I've fought every Pokemon. I'm not running from anything. Um, <laughs> what? You're really like in the arms. I'm super strong. Game. I'm super strong. If I haven't played one of these in 20 years, it's not like a this formula has to be, it's like, new but old to me. Yeah, it's like you jump in everybody else, like, yeah, come fuck with me, come fuck with me. You can't run away, bitch. Just throwing Pokeballs on I got you. I got you all day. <laughs> Try to run away from me. <laughs> so I've caught, I think I've caught everything I've seen that's that's been catchable. I'm, that's how I'm kind of trying to play. And, and the fun part of it is, like, messaging with Jeremy, like, where are you at? Who did you run into? Uh, what have you found so far? And we're going to try to trade so that, you know, the starters, you can only get one of the three starters. So we're going to try to trade our starters so we can fill out the Pokedex and then trade them back and that sort of thing. But um, it's a lot of fun. The music's good. The graphics are gorgeous. On the OLED, this game looks amazing. There's day and night uh, cycles on it. And it's just really good. It's really fluid. It's not challenging. Uh, I know it's early, but... You know, I'll have a whole deck of five Pokemon that are like six levels above where I'm supposed to be. And then one trainer, I want I run into one trainer and they throw out one Pokemon that's like five levels lower than mine. So that'll show them. I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll steamroll you. That's fine. Let's go. Uh so I'm headed to the next <laughs> Quit I'm, your day job. Don't ever fucking throw a Pokemon at me again. Bitch, this is a remake. You've been waiting for me right here since two thousand eight. You need to run Let's go. Around and start Let's go. Leveling up. Let's, go. <laughs> yeah, Let's, Let's go. go. My starter Pokemon is level fifty. Let's go. <laughs> So we're trying, the race right now is to trade before our starters uh, evolve. I think my Chimchar, that's who I picked. I think he's level 11. So they're close. And uh, Jeremy has Turtwig. So we're trying to make sure that we trade them before they, before both of them evolve. But I got like two and a half hours in it, which is probably further than any Pokemon I've dealt with in quite some time. Um... It's good. This is a great. This is a great remake. It, it makes me excited for Scarlet and Violet. Not the yeah. bastard uh, sword and shield. Uh, I don't know that I have one of those. So. <laughs> Were they not good? Were they not good this generation? I don't, I don't know, know Brent. Y'all put a bunch of time into that one in the DLC, right? Uh, no, my son did. I I actually bought it like last year because uh, to have just, the other one. Yeah, I just saw it for sale, and I. I I bought it, and plus they had a bunch of those codes and stuff sitting out on the counter. Took one of the, you know, the codes for the game. Yeah. And uh, uh, I I started playing it and got to like the first first little town you get to, and then stopped and paused because there was there was something that like I needed to do for it or have had played and have saved data in that game. And really, what character? What carries over to that one? It was it was something for Diamond and Pearl. I don't even remember what the hell it was. 
Interesting. But it was like if you had like save data from that game and yeah. all you had to do was reach that first little point, then yeah, you got whatever um, like extra Pokeballs or, or something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Brand, that, that, um, that's so, very much like me because I'm always, when I see that shit, I'm like, ah, son of a bitch, and I fire up the other <laughs> game. Like, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we tried to do a Splatoon and got hosed on Splatoon save. That's fine. I, and the sad thing is, I have one. I just, it was just buried under something else. Same. Same. Mine was just gone. But this is a very, it's a very good Pokemon game from from everything I can tell. Like, a, it scratches that itch. And you can tell, like, even if you don't bring a Pokemon into battle, they the ones in your party, they still level up. So it's not quite, I'm still running the Magikarp out there and letting him do Splash and not do anything to try to, to try Then, to then you're just laughing every time. I'm like, ah, <laughs> let me beat you with my fire type. This shouldn't even be possible. <laughs> he gets around there and flops around, man. But it's, uh. There's some quality of life improvements over Red and Blue that I remember playing on Game Boy where it's just uh, Jeremy and I, as we're chatting, he's like, this generation will never know. They don't they don't know the struggle that we had in Red and Blue. It was a whole it was a whole different ballgame back then. Yeah, even with the with the cursed uh, 8 bit chip sound music. I mean, the music was fine, but I was was thinking awesome. What I always think about is my mom. Ghost Tower, get out of here. You listen to Ghost Tower? Sounds like I'm going to die. Yes, the uh, well, Lavender Town or whatever it was. It was awful. Yeah. It was like a funeral theme. But it was very... You remember it, right? That's, yeah. that's memorable. I remember it because I, I feel like I, if I hear it, I'm, something's coming to get my ass. That's what happens. Yeah. If I randomly just hear it playing somewhere, I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to die. And nobody goes like, oh, I finally remember this from this Pokemon game. So when I had red and Russell had blue, I had the brick original Game Boy. And he had the newer pocket one with the better contrast. But they still. <laughs> I'm glad you just put that. You pointed that out there with the better contrast. Better contrast and two AAA batteries or three AAA batteries versus my four AA's. Yeah, right, it was a triple A's. But I can literally remember being so hooked on that game. We didn't have a worm light or anything. I don't think the worm lights were really out out yet. I think the Game Boy Color kind of brought those. There was the big magnifying ones, but we didn't we didn't have one of those. So we would literally play, waiting for you know Pokemon. If you're moving around on the field. If you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen to you. It's not a it's not a platformer or an action RPG or something like that or racing game. Um, we would literally wait for a streetlight. We'd be leaning, you know, towards the side of the van waiting to get streetlight pass overhead. And I think that's why my eyes are so fucked up now. I remember that in the car and car rides. You'd be Gosh. you'd be sitting there as soon as it gets dark, you can barely see the screen and you're just yeah, you're pressed up against the glass of the window pass, passing those streetlights every time you go like eh. They'll never know. They'll never know that feeling, man. And that was a struggle. And you were so glued to the game. And riding the car was the best time to play. That was the best time to get some game time, man. And also, you, you get yelled at when you turn on the light in the back. Turn the light off. I can't oh, see yeah, the dome driving. light. No, I can't see. I can't back up. You're going to kill us all. Turn, turn off, off the light. I told you to turn off the light. <laughs> we all grew up in the same era. <laughs> Kids will never know. And it's hilarious because, I mean, I've, uh, I've still got my Game Boy Color. And at once at one point I put a game in it and handed it to my son. I was like, just just turn that on and, and see how you feel. And he's like he's looking at it, he's like, how do you see this? I can't I can't see So I'm like, great. yeah, back in the day, man, we didn't have backlit anything. Oh, I bought my Game Boy Color and it's I was getting some income at that point, so it's not like it, it put me in shambledom. But even though I knew the Game Boy Advance was coming, I got the color late. So I got it literally the summer before the advance came out. But even at that, I think the Game Boy Color was sixty or seventy dollars, and then the Advance launched for a hundred. 
which imagine a new Nintendo handheld coming out today for 80 bucks or a hundred dollars. It's just like, Holy crap, please let me get this. And the game's I, being like 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah. And then go into the, go into the greatest hits and definitely be in 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I miss those days, man. Anyways, uh, it's very, very good. I'm enjoying every bit of this. And like I was saying, the biggest appeal of this is just messaging back and forth with my friend. Like, I got a uh, Zubat. Do you need a Zubat? And then everyone that I had sent him or he had sent me, because I don't know where the exclusives are. We're not looking at a guide or anything. And everyone we'd sent back and forth is like, yeah, I got that. Or yeah, I saw that one. Thank you. That's fine. And then uh, I found an Onyx in the mine, like as I'm headed to this gym leader. And he's like, wait, you saw an Onyx? It wasn't just the... It wasn't just a trainer that had it. And I was like, no, I got one. And then I killed the next one. Do you want one? He's like, yeah, catch me one. So there's that fun back and forth trading. Because we want to we want to play through the game, beat the game, but we want to catch them all and trade them and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's just been, it's been everything I thought it was going to be and more. It's I'm having there's, a lot of fun. There's a special area in that game later on. And then after, I think it's post game, you can go down there and catch like, um, different starters missing no oh really different regions and stuff yeah interesting it's some like special cave and there's pokemon like you can get into an area where it's like you'll see more of this type of pokemon here awesome so awesome okay i'll keep that in mind very very cool i'll I'll send that to him too he'll be excited it's a cave called special k special cave uh, we played some Halo this weekend, and we played some Halo this weekend. That's it. And last night, <laughs> we ran a bunch of, it was just four of us, so we ran a bunch of Land Crab and Tactical. We did two Tactical matches. Um, pretty good. I don't I don't think there was anything different of note. It was I myself, mean, we, won, SR. We, we win more when we do just four players instead of fucking big teams. So. We do. We do. It was myself, Cesar. Uh, friend of the show Jeremy and friend of the show Renee. So we were in some pretty in good chat. matches. Renee's in chat. Renee, what's up? Thank you for the reverse flash. <laughs> I'll let Cesar explain the context to me. And then Cesar and I, throughout the past week, were trying to level up. And then Brant played with us one day. Uh, we're trying to level up my Splatoon character and Brant's Splatoon character to level yep. 10 to get to the objective modes. And I will announce here on this podcast live tonight, sold out. That uh, the last time Cesar and I did play, I reached level 10. Just barely. <laughs> you needed, Cesar, what was that thing I said to you? You needed like 4,000 Three, points. 300 points away. Yeah. yeah. You, you needed 4,000 points to move up to level 10, and I was at 3,700. Brant, we finished the round, and I'm like, I'm going to make it. It stopped, and there was like this sliver. Yeah. And I'm jumping off. I'm jumped up off the couch. I was like, what? Wow. How did I get that close? So we played one more, and I crossed over there. So, and we uh, lost it, that one more too. I thought we had to win. We it. did, but it, it gave me the points. So all's fair in love and turf war, right? Like yeah, it's like soccer. We got the points. It doesn't matter. We did earn the points. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. <laughs> uh, they all but, add up at the end. I mean, some of the weapons they still piss me off, but I'm starting to learn my specials, and I'm starting to learn like. I'm glad that there's this type of game because. If you cannot shoot, I guess in Halo, if you cannot shoot well and you cannot kill or whatever, you can still do the objective stuff, right? You mm-hmm. can do zones. You can drive the vehicle. There's other ways to contribute in the team. Um, the best thing to me about Splatoon is with all the painting and the 
you know, the whole thing is behind ink and covering your face and all this kind of stuff. You can paint. I'm good at painting. Let me jump in there. You guys push forward and do whatever you want to do. And I will cover this whole back zone and I will be happy as shit painting the hell out of this base and moving forward and having, I just have a blast with that. So it's fun to be in part of a team where people have different roles and they're different, doing different things. And it's, it's honestly, it's no different than any other multiplayer team-based game. Right. But it's, it's that added aspect of maybe it's not so much like a one V one competitive type thing where I'm just painting, I'm contributing to the team by painting this base and still adding to the experience and helping the team out. So, um, Cesar has been, building up these team-based modes for a while now, and I cannot wait to try them out. So probably tomorrow we'll be hitting that up, oh, yeah. Brent. Yeah. I'm done. Brent, what level did you get to? Are you close? Uh, Yeah, I finally uh, stopped just stealing my son's game and got my own copy. Brent? And we've been playing... He's a true father. ...a hell of a lot. Um, awesome. Just within the past couple of days, and I'm... I just passed uh, to level 11. Awesome. Yeah, Brent. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's do oddball. Odd squid. <laughs> oddball. Lost the lead. Hell we've yeah. Been playing, we've been playing Salmon Run a little bit too. and so that's Salmon Run's better in this one than it was in the last I game. I want to try out Salmon Run. Damn it. We need to do it now. Because uh, Cesar, when I played with you, you hadn't played one yet. You did it since then? Uh, I did like the tutorial. That's as far okay. as I, got. I, mean, I haven't actually done like okay. the actual game, but it seems like it, it's, it controls better than what we have. Let's with all try that. Yeah, because that totally soured me on that whole entire game. And it's not the game's fault. That's my fault. I built up this expectation of how this mode would be. Oh, and maybe we didn't get a, give it enough time. It can be hectic. Oh, we oh. sucked. We never did anything. We couldn't pass like the first. What, right, uh, Cesar? We never got past anything. Surprised Russell didn't trade in his copy afterwards. He hasn't played it since. So. He hasn't. I mm. got rid of mine. I went. I sold high on mine. Yeah, yeah. I think you kept the case. I remember that because you keep yeah. showing me the case. Now I can buy low. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> hey, nobody wants Splatoon 2 anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is a good game. That is. Uh, we that, still that have we're going to have this conversation in like uh, two years. We're like, what happened to Splatoon 2? Why is it so fucking expensive? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get it anymore. I got to pay $200 for an uh, unboxed copy. Yeah, it's an old game. Go straight to three. Yeah, let's give it. Um, it's a good ass game. There's some weird. There, we're still having communication errors, even though we have great signals and great connections and everything. We still you get weird son, communication errors. So I'm the king of uh, communication errors. Yeah, you guys are in the same room together. How does that work? Yeah. It, we literally, he, we started a room, we joined together, and in the process of looking for a game, we got a uh, an error saying cannot uh communicate with other consoles we're like we're in the same damn room we're yeah, literally how does this in happen? the same room so brent Cesar and i had this round where as soon as probably like 30 seconds into the round somebody drops so it's 3v4 so we get our asses handed to us right which it wasn't it wasn't a total destruction but it wasn't competitive and then the next round one of our people quits and we lose that's it we they just kick us out and it's like what yeah how does that happen mm-hmm if it if it happens like immediately, then yeah, it just counts as a loss. If it if it happens, I guess Bullshit. within like half the time of the match, it doesn't matter because I we played a match today where my son dropped, but it was me and a rando where it, and it was two against three because somebody on the enemy team had dropped two. But we had two two on our team, one on their team. So fix your game three four three. This isn't your first <laughs> online shooter. Fix your netcode. 
And it's aggravating, too, because it's like we played through this whole thing. We saw we were down a person. Cesar looked up there and saw that that person was, like, missing their icon. He's like, well, it's 3v4. That's why we're – because the whole time he's like, where's our people at? Where's our people at? And we're pushing, and we're trying to get – you know, we're trying to get that swell to go forwards on turf war. We can never get it. And it's like, what's happening? We're right, I'm super I'm super competitive on Splatoon 3. Richard can attest <laughs> Yeah, that. Cesar turns into uh, – I won't say a toxic player, but he's an aggressive. I'm 100 toxic, toxic man. player. Although I was already like, "Come on, bitch!" That's what I thought, bitch. That's well, gentlemen, I just, to, <laughs> I just have to tell y'all, I unlocked the bucket today. So, oh fuck oh, the bucket, motherfuckers! Uh, I love killing the bucket person and yelling "get fucked" as loud as I can. <laughs> it gives me, it gives me immense pleasure as far as online shooters go. Oh god, yeah. Oh, is that it for me? Brilliant Diamond, which is, which is good. If you guys haven't played or picked up one of these remakes highly recommend these especially playing alongside someone yeah, like I, am. I i played it up to a certain point and then i just i fell off i, I don't even remember why i got to like the third gym on the pearl shining pearl and then pearl i got I, much farther than that something something came and i probably put another game in there that's usually how yeah. it works so. probably a new pokemon uh splatoon 3 and some halo infinite those are my games played uh mine's a bit of bit of the same so halo with you uh saturday i was telling time i played halo uh splatoon 3 it's been my go-to game i've been spending about an hour or two a day on it i got it's to really uh, it's really good it's yeah. really good got to a uh, level 30 today um damn dang i've i've locked almost all the weapons now i'm at, i'm at the point where i've just been doing the rank modes i'm on a level rank i think s plus is the highest <laughs> Uh, now it's getting difficult because uh, before I was winning by a long shot, and now it's just me screaming in my room here, like, "Where's my fucking team? Where's my fucking team?" As I'm over here uh, killing people and then getting murdered right when the tower is getting crossed and we lose. Um. Uh, so now at this point, I've gotten to the part where I'm actually going looking at my outfits and looking at different abilities and trying to get the special ones and just going through the regular splat zones and then leveling those up before I can go into the rank modes. Cause I, the rank modes now when you get level A or higher, it's no room error, man. If you, the, I think the difference maker is that fucking, uh, those, those damn badges with different abilities. Now you're I trying to, you're trying to find out what the edge is to separate you. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Cause when I'm looking at the people who are killing me, man, they got these fucking ridiculous abilities on here. Like, sure. I don't get it, man. There's like people would fire up their special in two seconds. It, yeah. that it takes me at least 15 seconds to activate mine, the pink shit. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm literally yeah. going in the mantle. I'm literally the match just started and I'm already getting attacked by missiles. I'm like, dude, how does the special even get there so quickly? It's like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't get it. See, I'm already getting True. angry about it right now. So I, it, it doesn't make any sense. I just got there. How is the missiles already targeting me out of everybody? They just love targeting me, man. I mean, I, like, just, I just figured out my specials like the uh, – and we used it a couple of times because it helped us like hold the middle ground. It's like a, a – force field or something like a shield mm -hmm. yeah it helped us oh, yeah. out on a couple of rounds yeah you throw that sucker out there is good man because it, it, yep. it stops you from taking a couple hits so yeah i mean even if you throw a grenade out it, it takes like i think two full grenades and hit it before it goes out so it gives you we, enough time to get the hell out so we were trying to take that ramp and we were able to like stay in there and keep soaking up ink and like throwing the bombs up on that ramp trying to either take them coming down or like paint that ramp coming up it was fun those, those are good mo those are good mm -hmm. moments mm -hmm. <laughs> the game's good man yeah, like I said, I put a lot of charm. time on the ring battle, so it would be fun to play with those with you guys. Because I mean, there's splat zones, there's uh, yeah, rainmaker, which I still haven't figured out how to properly do yet. I, the rainmaker and the clan blitz are the ones that you need good teams. 
because that's the one word. The clam blitz is like you have no these random clams. You collect those. When you collect 10 of them, they form a football, and you got to throw it at this basketball goal, which opens up the basketball goal. So, Brand, you're going to have to figure out sports and play this mode. Uh, and then once the basketball goal opens, then you can throw as many clams as you can to get in there to get points. It's kind of like playing basketball with a football. It's weird. But um, that one requires good teamwork because, like, if you get a bad team, I mean, I don't know, man. It just sucks. And Rainmakers is kind of the same thing. It's like they have these little statues in the middle of the field, and you have to throw, like, something in there to activate it and you have to get them all on the field. I haven't done too much of those because those require a lot of teamwork. So I usually just do splat zones, which is like, um, I guess, which would be, what would that, I guess it'd be like land grab Richard or control from halo. That yeah, be, is it called, we call it zones every time, but I don't think it's actually it's called zones. Yeah. zones. It's like it's seeds. one of those two. Like there's, seeds. One, there's one zone on the map and whoever has the team who has the most paint from that team has to hold that zone for 60 seconds. So it's like it's a, it's a battle back and forth. Whoever paints that one zone. That game. sounds cool. Yeah, I want to try it with the Splatoon um, twist to it. I do that one a lot, and I do the, the control tower a lot. The control tower is like as soon as the match starts, there's a tower in the middle of the map, and you got to swim there, and you got to paint the tower, and the tower moves along a grid. And so the grid, as soon as you take control of the grid, you have to move into enemy territory, and it moves you to the spawn point of the enemy. And you have to the the final control point is in that spawn point. So it's like you have to hold each control point for like ten seconds to unlock it and go to the next uh control point um and those are tough too um but those are the ones that usually my go-to is my ranking up ones man but the, when i hit level a man i'm down like a mother i'm those are the ones i'm actually like, <laughs> it's like, uh, like back to back i never used to be this difficult man i'm like uh it's it's one down oh um yeah outside of that outside of the halo uh, i've been playing uh like uh richard i'm doing the live service every night i don't know because i've been I've been fucking with my Nihongo studies, man, and I, whatever free time I got, I just I just play something I can play for like 15, 20 minutes, and then I'm playing like Apex. I've been winning. I'm so ashamed. I've been winning. Uh, I've been winning a victory royale Apex every night now. Uh, I think the most uh, memorable ones I've been doing are randos. Um, my, oh. The the most yeah everyone's been a rando. So usually my here's my go to one. So normally I have to sit in for about three games. Then I finally get somebody who's competent and has a microphone. And then they'll message me. All right, man, let's let's fucking do this. And so he usually they'll join me and then we'll usually win the next one. Yeah. So is he, it, once we get rid of the third, that sucks. That's usually what happens. We always win. The nice. last, everyone I've won, we, the third always dies. It's always me and the other guy. So we always do it with uh, with duels and trios. But um, I think the first one uh, was a guy called, oh, my God, get a mic, you dick. That was his name. Uh, and y'all were talking? Were you talking on the mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you got a mic, man. Let's do this. Uh, it, what was funny is like I think we won the second one. After the second one, I was done because I was like, all right, I'm gonna be because like he's straight, just like out of nowhere, just started talking about political stuff, and I was like, I do not want to do this. I just want to play this game. <laughs> so he like he went into this whole rant about how all these presidents before Trump took confidential documents and kept it. They all do it. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> let's just win this. I don't care. Why are you bringing this up? They're and not I was like, the legends they refer to of the Apex. I'm just sitting there like, no, we're playing a game. I don't want to talk about anything but the game. This is my <laughs> escapism. But we won at the end, whatever. Uh, the other one was, I think I, I told uh, Richard was about the other one, was like a, a guy who used to play Xbox. And he's like, that guy like, oh, I just switched to PlayStation. Uh, I'm trying to get used to this controller, man. 
And um, I, he was an old Halo player. So, like, when we won in the end of the game, he's like, oh, oh, let me get this guy. I got teabag him. He's like, and you see him on the screen, just teabagging hell. Like, yeah. Look at my balls. That's what he kept screaming in the mic. I was like, oh, my God. Cesar oh, oh, put a clip gosh. on Twitter, and you can, see, you can see that guy just totally destroying him. You can't hear the mic, but you can see him just. Yeah, he's like, he's like, no, 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 I got to get this in before we get, before he disappears. So I was like, choke up my balls. I was like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, God. this dude went in. I was like, I'm just sitting here laughing. I was like, oh, my God. It, I mean, the randos I've been playing with have been pretty funny, man. It's uh, like random people out of nowhere. We've been, we've been winning them. Uh, the wild I, West. Online games, man. It's the Wild West. And I think I told, I told when you walked away, Rich, I told Jeremy last night. I said, I, I'm in the camp like him now. So at the, as soon as I land, I forge for like the first minute. And then I'm just I'm just killing people now because I've been getting 10, 15 kills in some rounds. So like Holy all shit. all I've been doing is just going and killing people and then just just robbing their dead bodies. So I was like, ooh, gold armor. Ooh, go let them take their it's stuff. It's easier to just collect it off their dead bodies if I get a decent weapon in the beginning and just take them out. As long as you have competent like a competent team member to back you up yeah. as you're shooting them, it's easy now at this point. Because so I was like, I don't know what I was worried about. Like those other guys, I was like, all right, man, let's take this guy out. We and then we just start taking people out and just start looting their dead bodies. So because I mean, yeah. there's ones and then when we were jumping in there, we just cleared out like six people at once. We're just in there like. <laughs> Damn. So like it, it's it, I've I've enjoyed that more now versus the the slow go now. So oh. I've been having myself, a lot more success just taking people out. So myself, him, and a uh, friend of the show, Dale, got a uh, triples a uh, triple team win last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but we randomly played like four or five rounds together and ended up winning one. That was a pretty good rush. I think that might have been no, it wasn't my first triple win uh, win because you and I did it years ago on PS4 with uh, Gimme the Bamboo. Yeah, yeah. Who's still, still on my still friends list? Yeah. Yep. He still plays. He still does play. We need to add him back. Get in the party. He's we won list. with you six years ago when this game first came out. We were there. We were there when it first came out because that we were huge into PUBG at the time. Mm-hmm. Was that on this podcast? When we were our uh, PUBG addiction, Brent? Yeah, did you hear yeah, all, all this? All this was yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. I'm we sure were, that was there. Just, that was like the one of the best things. I think right when Game Pass came out, it was like one of the free things. Oh yeah, I'm sure that content's just as thrilling as me talking about Halo every week as us talking about PUBG every week and the crazy shit that would happen to us. Yep. All right, Brian, that's it for me, man. It's all on you, buddy. Bring us home, baby. You got the Sly Cooper Platinum on all four games. Uh, aside from Splatoon, um, my son had his party which oh they, yeah they played i got i, I gotta got jump in i gotta apologize because i told you when i was i reviewed last week's episode when i was editing it i told you i'd bring you a controller and i totally forgot didn't wind up needing it okay i'm um, listening to it like i literally told him i was gonna bring him a controller and then i never as soon as i said it it was out of my mind forever it never crossed my mind to grab a controller so um, they wound up playing some some card games, and then they went to to the VR card games. What platform uh, is that on? <laughs> uh, the table, tabletop uh, sitting at the kitchen table. Google table. So they um the defunct already. <laughs> yeah, they pulled the plug. Support they, for Google table in uh, February next year. We set up the VR, and they played a little bit of keep talking, and nobody uh, explodes. Excellent. The bomb defusal simulator. Um, they had fun with that. Uh, and then we jumped into, um, Playroom VR, which I had talked about, um, downloading cause it's, it's free. Yeah. This, this is, it's a really, really fun VR experience. So once I, um, hooked up the VR in there and we were trying things out, um, 
the missus and I sat down and we played one of the only ones that's on there. It's like it's one to two player. And it's basically a um, Astro's Rescue Mission demo is basically what that one was. Because you can go that's my only experience with that game is that demo. Yeah, it's it's. The second player can jump in, but they're literally like kind of hovering there and they can vacuum up coins and stuff for you and um, spin uh, fans and stuff uh, for you. But they they can't really do that much. And and as soon as you finish it, it goes, you know, did you enjoy this? Then buy Astrobot Rescue Mission. And so um, but other than that, there's a a bunch of other game modes in there. Uh, There's one that's only like one to f- or i think it's at least two to four player so they didn't do that the other uh games that are on there uh are uh two to five player and there were five five people at the party um or five guests he had five guests mm-hmm. all, all together including himself um and each game mode either somebody was the player in the headset and you had four controllers for everybody else, or you had uh, the person with the headset got a controller and everybody else just kind of uh, guided them through what they needed to do. So it was a Wii U experience. Kind of. <laughs> so, just with a headset. So, so the headset one, uh, and the, the, the two games with the headset, uh, where the, the person with the headset also has a controller, there's one where uh, it's like Wild West. So the person in the headset, you start in front of a gate, you you uh, lift the gate, you go up to uh, these swinging saloon doors, and uh, you choose your difficulty, and then you have to press and open the saloon doors, and you immediately walk in. There's some rough-looking little Astrobot characters sitting at the table. They all have uh, different characteristics uh, and you'll see different ones at different times. Sometimes they'll have like little mustaches, eyeball, regular eyeballs, or they might have an eye patch or a scar or something. And so what everybody sees on the TV is you're technically the sheriff. Your controller morphs into like a little pop gun that has like a little suction darts on it. it. Yeah. I see all the sombreros and everything. Yeah. So, so every, everybody sitting, um, on the couch has to be like, okay, you're looking for this guy. He's got, you know, blue eyes, blue mustache, uh, and a cowboy hat. And you've got to look at all the people sitting there and shoot them. Oh, and that's it, you, fun. It usually starts off really simple. And there's like a little timer that like starts counting down immediately as they get shown the target. So it starts off with like only like three people. And then eventually like the saloon starts filling up with multiple different targets. And you've got to quickly, you know, choose like, okay, you're looking for this dude with the white hat and the mustache and the yeah. iPad, and there there can be different versions of him. And if you miss a detail, then you get dinged. And yeah. the uh, the uh, the person that you shot gets all mad and goes to the bartender, and you know, turns the screen around and points at it to the pe- you know to the people <laughs> that are supposed to be telling. And the bad guy winds up jumping up, shooting the. Uh, shooting the sheriff in the plate in the face so you see like a, a dart sticking to your face you can shake it off if you shake your head back and forth oh so uh, there's that response of the vr player and yeah. then everybody else around is watching it like no yeah. 
and you get you know th- three strikes and then you you lose uh and if if you lose the uh the baddie uh takes out like a big bomb and blows up the whole saloon <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that one's that one's pretty interesting the other one is basically like a luigi mansion clone uh so you have the person uh, in the headset um again you go up to a door you choose your um difficulty and you knock the door knocker and enter this haunted room whatever it is there's like a kitchen and a um an attic kind of thing and so you can look around and by pressing the touchpad it like flashes a light um almost like a ghostbuster beam and you can see where the the ghosts are but they they constantly move around and then if you're not using that it's just a flashlight so the people that are sitting around you on uh, on the tv once you pan around and that light shines they can see the ghosts and they can tell you okay right here or no 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 bottom left bottom left or you know whatever and then you that literally sounds like one of those nintendo land games so you shoot the beam and catch the ghost, and you've got to, you know, try and train it onto the ghost to catch them. Um, and that one's that one's pretty good. The other two, oh, um, there's like uh, the person in the headset is basically a dinosaur, and the four four other or like a Godzilla kind of thing. And Kaiju type thing, yeah. The the other four are little astro astrobots of different colors, and first it starts off they have to run, and so you have the giant creature kind of moves on its own, uh, and you kind of you can hit different things with your uh, head in the headset, and there's debris flying everywhere, so the little players have to run back and forth and try and dodge the debris and not get hit, and then eventually they get to this like flotilla, and the 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 Godzilla dude sits there and the players have to attack it, have to attack the monster. So they're throwing all these different things and you have to dodge it. Um, and eventually if they, they do enough damage, they can all convene on like this giant cannon and shoot you. And it like sends you to the freaking moon. <laughs> uh, that one was pretty fun. And then the last one, uh, the, uh, players are mice and the headset player is a cat and it takes place in a kitchen so there's a bunch of cheese scattered about the floor um, the headset player is behind three different uh, layers of curtains and the mice can move and try to collect the cheese if you don't move your character your my uh, your mouse hides in something so they might hide in like a little tin can or something and your job as the um the cat is to lean forward and that will pull those shades back i'm trying to catch them moving yeah and if you see them moving the cat will bop them um oh and you can you can just lean forward and stay out of the curtains and just keep them from moving that way but if you do that there's a dog that will come and runs uh, all crazy and then jumps on the cat's face and is slobbering on it. So you have back to, there. Yeah, you gotta shake your you gotta shake your head back and forth to get the dog <laughs> off you. So and that one's pretty that one's pretty fun too, because if the uh the cat wins, the cat gets to just sit there and you can look at whichever mice in the 
and the the cat will bop all the mice. But the uh, if if the mice win, they get this freaking like zaza, uh, and come around and cut a big hole around the cat, and then the cat falls through the floor. <laughs> well, that's trippy in the headset. Hmm. Got... Oh, do you the cat falls? You're... Oh yeah, the cat. Falls. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that would be that would oh, be it's... a stomach buckler. Because uh, like oh shit oh shit. They they did that and then they they wanted to end with um, some uh, Jackbox games. So they played some Jackbox games and then everybody Always one by one left. Um, and then after after they were done, I was like, man, the the playroom VR that was really cool. He goes, yeah, can we play more? <laughs> so just more. We yeah we booted it back up and played uh, played more after his friends left. That's awesome. So, and we had a lot of fun with it. So. That's that's a great experience, and it, just being free to download. It, if you haven't tried it, you I've need not to try played it. these. I was looking at some of those mini games. I've not played those. I don't know what. I guess I played the Astros demo on something, but that is a very unique uh, experience. Yeah, they're they're really really good, and it's free. That's it's, the kicker. Yeah, it's the best price. Always again, Japan Studio kind of thing, and it's just like makes you. Bring them back, like, man! Come on, bring them back. Uh, but I guess technically, yeah, all they had done was a lot of Astrobot there so, toward the end. So I'll always be in the can to let them do something somewhere else instead of just sitting there. Yeah, getting all the shit canceled. Yeah. Um, but that's also it. True. All right, that should be it for us. You guys got anything else you want to add? Good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.